future of farming in Whatcom County. Dark clouds hanging over it now. As we've been talking about on this program of late, particularly around the issue of water, you know, we need to get an update on this overtime issue as well. We talked about it a couple of times in that decision. If you heard about that, the, the state Supreme Court making moves that are going to be very, very difficult for some farms to survive. But that's not what we're talking about today. What we need, as I said, we need to we find out what the heck. We need to find out what's going on with that. But uh, another perhaps even more significant, more threatening issue, at least in the long term, for farming here in Whatcom County, and, and technically, I guess what we're talking about is the Nooksack Basin, is this adjudication issue, this issue of the state having this wonderful plan, they think, uh, to sue all water, to take all water users in the Nooksack Basin into court and force them to defend their water rights. If you've never heard about this, can you see where this may start to be a problem? Of course, this is a big deal for farming. It should be for a lot of other people, too. I'm concerned increasingly that a lot of other um, groups, individuals, industries are not following this as closely as they need to because this will affect just about everybody in Whatcom County. We've been talking about it at Whatcom Family Farmers where I work. Did, did I mention I'm Dylan Honkoop? This is The Farming Show here on KGMI News Talk 790. Glad you're here this morning. And uh, uh, at Whatcom Family Farmers, we recently uh, released a video with someone who you may be, if you're a longtime listener here on KGMI, you may be familiar with this name, and she joins me now to talk about what she shared in that powerful video that we shared on, on Facebook and other platforms. Lynn Rainey Wheeler, uh, welcome to the show, Lynn, my, my former PM Bellingham co-host. Just before we came on the air here, we were we were discussing when was the last time we were on the air together? We, I, I don't know if we can really name uh, when that last was. Good morning, Dylan. It's been a long time, maybe too long. I think so. I think so. Uh, that was oh, back in the day when we were both just kind of cutting, cutting our teeth as uh, young radio people fresh out of college. And we had this fluke thing where we got to host this crazy show called PM Bellingham for what was that for like a year or so, year and a half, maybe? I don't re even remember how long it was. We argued, I don't remember. We argued remember a lot, didn't we? We did argue a lot, and I don't remember how long the show went, but I do know that we we took some hits because we were some young kids yeah, learning, but yeah. but very opinionated, and so it was <laughs> it was um, a couple years of strong development, yes, is what we'll yeah, call it. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, some of the dumb things that I said, but whatever. Yeah. That's why I don't care anymore because it's like, well, I'm still alive. I said that many dumb things on the air, and I'm I'm okay, so we'll keep going here. But we. <laughs> We're not alone. <laughs> we uh, we brought you in onto a video recently. Of course, now I'm I'm out of the radio business, other than this program on Saturday mornings. And we brought you uh, on my regular job uh, at Watkin Family Farmers onto a video to talk about this issue. And you raised some very serious concerns, and you expressed some big doubts about the future of your family's farm. For for people who don't know. 
Lynn, I, they may remember you talking about growing up as a farm kid out in the Acme Valley. For folks who don't know, you ended up back at the farm in you know years after uh, being on the radio, back when we were on the radio together. So you're a, a farmer again, and you're worried. Yes. yes, I am worried, and I am a farmer again. I've been back on the dairy almost 10 years now, um, and it's great to be a part of a family farm, a second generation farm now. And what's really neat is that a lot of us in the management level have kids and our kids are interested in farming. And so we're raising up that third generation to have a heart for farming in the industry, just like we do. And it's really exciting. And um, farmers are known for being eternal optimists. But when when things like this happen, like you want to talk about water adjudication, this is such a big deal that it really makes you think about that long term picture of farming in Whatcom County. And is it viable here for that next generation? Because moves like this threaten you to your core. I mean, if we don't have water, we can't do anything. And that's not just me as a dairy farmer. That's berries, potatoes, you know, and potentially construction. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and cities, really. Yeah. I mean, we see in uh, um, recent uh, different adjudication process here in the state, the city of Roslyn, a couple of different times, the city, entire municipality was cut off from water. Cost them, I think, $600,000 for a, a, a tiny you know, city of 1,000 residents to figure out how to keep the water going, uh, find a different source. So it, it, this process doesn't just put farming in jeopardy. It puts anybody that uses water in uh, into a state of uncertainty, what the future is going to be. But what does that look like on the farm? What kinds of things are you folks talking about what is the threat to you guys? So I guess the concern is, is that it's starting with us, right? And so when you talk about managing and controlling our water rights or what we're allowed to use to irrigate our lands or provide fresh, clean water for our cows and our young stock, it threatens all of that. If I can't provide water for my family and for my cows, I just, I simply cannot produce milk in this valley anymore. And if I don't have enough water to irrigate land to grow local forage, which all also, you know, if you want to, has an environmental impact, if you want to talk about that, right? The yeah. more local forage you can produce to feed your farm, the less trucking that happens, the more you support the local economy. And so, um, if I don't have water to really grow the proper crops that my cows need, then what am I doing here, right? I mean, I, I'm basically dead in the, dead in the water is what I was going to yeah. say, but <laughs> no pun intended, too but fitting, right? yeah. yeah. And so I think what's really frustrating about this, Dylan, is just how far we've come with working with these other stakeholders of mm -hmm. Department of Agriculture and the tribes and how we've been able to collaborate in the past because water is important to all of us, mm -hmm. right? And so at the farm level, I mean, where, where do we go from here? Is it going to be stuck in courts and we're going to spend a lot of money on litigation? And what does, who does that help? That doesn't help the salmon. It doesn't help me or my neighbor or really the, the tribes or the salmon population. I, I don't know. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll throw this at you and I know the answer to this, but, but just to, uh, 
just to make you dance a little bit. Well, why do you care about salmon? You know, you're just, you guys are dairy farmers. What's the big deal? Um, have you put, you know, what have you done to put your money where your mouth is as far as saying, you know, if you're going to say things about well, what's best for salmon, I, you guys have been doing a lot of stuff, right? Absolutely. And, and not just us. I mean, I can talk about my farm because I live and breathe it, but this every dairy farmer in Whatcom County has had to abide by certain rules. So it almost isn't even voluntary to be a good steward of the land. You have to take these steps and to remain in business today. You have to do these things to care for the environment and take care of the salmon population. So you have to give up land and acreage so that there's proper buffers for the water. Um, you have to invest in technology to do a better job processing your nutrients and applying it to the land so that you control all these things within your industry. We also monitor and try to um, reduce the amount of water we use already. On our farm alone, we have um, a water system where, of course, in the parlor where we um, milk the cows, we use clean, fresh water every day. But when that water goes down the drain, we capture that water and reuse that as many times as mm. we can to flush alleyways and reduce the use of fresh water. And so farmers across the board are investing in technology to do a better job and to take care of all these resources. And the list goes on and on yeah. and on, right? Yeah. That's just my farm. And again, we're talking with Lynn Rainey Wheeler. Yes, my Lynn Rainey, you hear that name, my former PM Bellingham co-host from way back in the day here on KGMI. This is the Farming Show. I'm Dylan Honkoop here on your Saturday morning. We're talking with Lynn about this wrong-headed state plan uh, that they say that the state says uh, is going to solve our water. And we do have water issues here in Whatcom County. Some things, some very serious things need to get ironed out, but their plan of how to do it is an awful one, which will cause far more damage than the current problems already are causing. Lynn, uh, you're talking about the good things that you do on, on your dairy. One of the, the things that has gotten the, the most press recently, and I noticed you didn't mention it but I, i'm going to make you mention it is this this idea this cutting edge technology to actually take water clean it up to the point where it's certified clean enough to go back in into the stream talk about that project so uh yes we were lucky enough to get support from the legislative level and got a grant to put in a clean water system where we are pulling the water out of our nutrients and it goes through an uh, reverse osmosis nanofiltration process and the water is continually cleaned until it's absolutely pure and ready to go back into the Nooksack River to increase in-stream flow. And so that is a, those are the kinds of technologies that farmers are working on, and it's a very expensive um, investment, and we couldn't have done it without the support of the conservation districts and the legislator to give us those grants. And those are the kinds of projects, this project alone for us, are things farmers want to do. We want to be better and we want to be innovative. It's just very expensive. And so our project with Regenis is a great example of collaboration with agencies and working together to, you know, try different things and do a better job. But the main word I just used there was collaborate and work yeah. together. And so, you know, these things are really expensive for farmers. We're just like every other business where margins are really tight. So 
for us to be better, we have to work together um, to make those investments. That system, I mean, if you think about it, it's exactly what we're talking about. You're, you're talking about not only conserving, using less water, you're talking about returning water from your system, if you want to call your farm a system, back into the river and actually improving stream flows, the, the amount of water in the stream for fish. I mean, that's exactly the issue here, and we need more of this kind of thing to to deal with these issues. I mean, that's what everyone says they're worried about. But under an adjudication process, if everybody's in court, do you see more of these kinds of projects happening? So that's a great point. I don't because all of a sudden any resources I had as a farmer to put toward innovative projects get shifted towards my lawyer or mm. how, how do I fight for these rights, right? There's only a set number of resources out there. So, you know, how I can move forward with them is really determined by how they move forward with their action, right? Yep. And, and it, it just makes you sit back and think, why would we enter a process that stops all this creative. I mean, you've talked about how this work is collaborative, but it, it also takes creativity, thinking outside the box to figure out things to actually make these issues better. Why would we want a process that stops all that collaboration, all that creativity? It, it just doesn't make any sense. I totally agree. And I think it's such a valuable resource to all of us that I think everyone well, I would hope everyone wants to be open to working together and to do what's best. And these kinds of things don't don't create that environment. You know what I mean? It, yeah. it, it is very threatening to us. And we work really hard to, you know, take care of families, take care of our employees, take care of our cows, take care of our land. And so things like this really threatens everything that we try to do well and pour ourselves into, right? Absolutely. Uh, Dylan Honkoop here with you on The Farming Show, talking with Lynn Rainey-Wheeler, my former PM Bellingham co-host on KGMI, back in the farming world for the past decade in the Acme Valley. We're talking about this latest threat to the future of farming here locally. Uh, that's what we should be supporting is producing food here in our own community uh, under the best environmental safeguards, protections, regulations in the world, um, low carbon footprint, great climate, lots of positives about why we should be producing milk, why we should be producing berries, potatoes, and you know, I think we need some other crops here in the county too. Um, th this is an amazing place to do it. I think a lot of people agree. I think a lot of folks, even who aren't connected to water issues or any anything like that, um, know that we want local farming. We want local food production. That's a positive all the way around. And the future of that is really threatened by this. What are you telling your kids right now, Lynn? You, you talked about that. Well, you know, those of you managing the farm, you have your kids involved. They're kind of, you know, as they get older, get more, more plugged in. They've got to be thinking about, well, you know, when I grow up and I take over the farm, but what do you tell them with something like this going on? 
Well, we do. We we share these things. I mean, obviously not the deep details, but we share all these kinds of challenges we go through and why we spend money on technology like the Clean Water Project and why why we leave buffers. And we talk about these challenges that are facing us. And, and also, honestly, in a year like 2020, it was, you know, this is why it's important that you get out and vote and you're educated on decisions that you make. And so, um, kind of bigger picture things for them, right? And and we're very open with them about the challenges of farming around here and that, you know, we want to do our best to leave a legacy for them and these kinds of things threaten it, right? And I, so I we're, think, we're honest with them. I think it'd be pretty hard to tell my, you know, and I'm not quite in that same position. I don't have a farm um, and my kids are too young to be, you know, talking about those kinds of things. But if I were in that situation, I think I'd have an awful hard time telling them, yeah, uh, finish up your school, you know, maybe go get a degree in agronomy or, you know, managing uh, farm business or, you know, whatever, and, and continue on the legacy that we have here. I'd have a hard time saying, yeah, go do that. I, I just don't, yeah. with as big of a question mark as there is right now, I I don't know how someone in clear conscience could tell their children to to go for that and you know put all their eggs in that basket um, if if the future is so uncertain and in my mind what that means is farms are going to end it yeah. just, if the kids don't take it on don't continue it on what happens they go out of business. Yeah. Absolutely. And if you make it too hard for them to take on, if you make challenging, if you make farming too challenging to, to, um, be productive and successful, you can't do it. I mean, if it, if it, if we're constantly just hammered on, yeah. how can you ask your children to take that on and how can you leave them a business that's profitable or successful? Right. Yep. I mean, you can't, you have, you, you can't do it. And it's very disheartening. Well, I'd say it's time for our, community and particularly our governmental leaders uh, and others to put their money where their mouth is because everybody's been saying how great it is to have local food production and how we have to you know we should be producing more food locally let's eat local that's a great thing we need to be protecting our environment that's a great thing multi-generational family farms with heritage and history and a connection to the land and so much more purpose in what they're doing than just trying to make a buck that's what we need to be encouraging but they've got to put their money where their mouth is and actually support that. Otherwise, we'll have the opposite. We'll have less local food. We'll have less environmental protection. We will have farms that are not multi-generational. And honestly, we'll have more of our food being produced elsewhere, uh, whether it's outside of the state or outside of this country or off of this continent entirely. And, and people, I don't know, I think some people think that's bluster, but that is... The honest truth, that's already what's been happening, and it will happen that much faster if things like this plan that the state has go uh, forward. So there's my soapbox uh, on Lynn Rainey Wheeler. Uh, I'll give you the last word here on, on the farming show. Well, Dylan, thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for sharing the things that are important to us farmers and the challenges that are in front of us. I would reiterate that you're absolutely right and that at some piece, we take for granted that we can drive by and see where our food is produced and that one day we may not, uh, it may not be as visible to us and we take that for granted. Lynn Rainey, Wheeler, um, dairy farmer out there in uh, Acme Valley. 
Thank you for taking the time to check in with us this morning. Uh, good on you for, for keeping the family farm going, and um, we're going to keep following this, so we, we may have to have you back as this develops. All right. Thank you, Dylan.